When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Davis, you are listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Ian Stone with me this afternoon. How are you, Ian? I'm feeling great, mate. I'm on a sort of positive thinking thing at the moment, and uh, the football club are helping, obviously, so I'm feeling pretty good. I am. Excellent, and you're quite bearded at the moment. Uh, yeah, it's Jewish New Year. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the reason. It's not. We'll get, we'll get to the bottom of that shortly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Oliver Scott has joined us. Hello, Oliver Ollie. Scott, how are you, Ollie? Hi, Alan. You know, I'm really well. It's it's an exceedingly nice day here in East Sussex. Um, and um, yes, like, like Ian, I'm also exuding positivity. I hope oh, you are too, Alan. marvellous. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I am now. Now you are. See, it works. I feel it? uplifted. Good, <laughs> good. That's Middle-aged nice. bearded men <laughs> in, head, yeah. in headphones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they can perk you right up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, listener, we are recording this at one o'clock on Sunday. It's half time in the Spurs game. We were all quite upbeat a moment ago because they were losing. <laughs> and then they equalised. And it really is an absurd thing, isn't it? That, that does actually upset you when Tottenham score a goal. But there yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh, it's one all in their game. There's no sign of Gareth Bale. Uh, Keith has sent me a, a message today on WhatsApp saying Spurs have brought the rope and the tyre out of storage. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. It's very, very funny. Very funny. Oh, the rope. <laughs> Let the monkey games begin. Yeah. <laughs> Gareth Bale somewhat simian features. And I do. I have very much enjoyed, as I'm sure you have, whoever it was who mocked up the golf course in the toilet bowl. Um, I seen well, that. Have you not seen that? No. It's, it's a kind of aerial shot of the Armitage Shanks Arena. <laughs> and it's got greens and bunkers in it. And, uh, and it's about Tottenham trying to lure Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale back to N17 by turning it into a golf course, which is a very good joke, very well executed, I must say, uh, by whoever it was on the Photoshop uh, there. Uh, He's come back to Spurs and they're excited about that. Um, But would you swap him for Bukayo Saka? (laughs) (laughs) What, a 19-year-old prospect as opposed to a 31-year-old golfer? (laughs) (laughs) is <laughs> essentially what you're asking i'm having the prospect at the moment i must say. yeah no absolutely absolutely i don't i haven't been following his career obviously but um so was he not playing his if he fell out with zidane is that what happened zidane so has not been picking him for a while no. and then he went away and played um for wales and didn't he pose with a banner that said Wales first, Gulf second, Madrid third? Or something? Well, it didn't actually say that. It just had it across Wales, Gulf, Madrid, and it just yeah, so, in that order. Yeah, in that order. It was very yeah. pointedly. I mean, he's obviously furious about whatever the hell's going on at, at Madrid and sticking it to them at every chance. Um, anyway, he's out of there now. I don't suppose they'll miss him. But he scored a hundred goals and won four Champions Leagues. So it's not like he failed over there. <laughs> no, no. But obviously Zidane, there was a bit of a difference of opinion. He's come back. I'm sure all Spurs fans are delighted, I imagine. Any Spurs fans listening, write in and tell us. <laughs> Deli uh, Ali looks like he's fallen foul of Mourinho. Whether it was because Mourinho was ashamed of seeing him on the... Uh, docu- someone sent me a clip of him on their documentary saying he'd made beans for the first time. Mourinho or Deli Alley? Deli Alley. And the person talking to Deli Alley said, what do you mean made beans? <laughs> and what he'd done was he'd emptied a can of beans into a pot, 
put it in the microwave. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 24 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 24 years old is doing something that, you know, a nine-year-old does in the morning when they're making their own breakfast. I mean, pretty... <laughs> Was this on a documentary, by the way? Yeah, so well, it was, a cl- it was a clip from something. I presumed it was the shit documentary. Have you watched it, Ollie? By the way, have you watched it? I ha- no, I haven't. I haven't watched it at all. No, no. no. We were I- saying last week. Damien was saying last week. He didn't. He didn't really want to watch it because it humanizes them. It's much harder <laughs> to shout abuse at people when you've seen them making beans at home, for example. <laughs> but I, well, I don't now, know. You know what will happen now is when it when it, when it comes up on your streaming service, whatever you use, and it will say, if you enjoyed this, you'll also enjoy this, and it'll be David Attenborough in the jungle with, <laughs> with, uh, a, load of, yeah. with a load of primates. <laughs> for a succession of documentaries about primates will come up every time you watch anything to do with Spurs. Yeah. Oh, I've tickled myself there. Now, gentlemen, uh, Beer Hawk, the craft beer shop, is our uh, guest uh, sponsor today. They're offering uh, delivery in the UK to your doorstep, free for orders over £50. They started in 2012 on a mission to bring delicious beer to the homes of discerning drinkers across the country. And here they are still doing that same thing. Thousands of beers are available, all sorts of beers, uh, lagers and stouts and Belgian beer and real ale and all sorts. Uh, you You can get mixed cases, uh, based on your favourite style, and you can, uh, if you want, and you find one you love, you can order loads and loads and loads of that. Stock up your fridge. You get beer tokens with every order. Uh, it's uh, beerhawk.co.uk, and you get ten percent off with the promo code Tuesday. Freeloaders, we do need you mm. to use the promo code Tuesday <laughs> yes. because this is how we get. Free beer. And I've got some of the beer here. (laughs) Now, because of the uh, COVID-19 crisis, all of the promotional goods that come from our sponsors come to me. And then I wave them in front of my camera and taunt my fellow... Ooh. Look at that. That's <laughs> a German nice. beer called Hell. Yeah. And, uh, and 700 years of Bavarian brewing tradition in that one. Uh, right. Some of the some of the beers are missing from the case because Katie's been at it, and as always happens, <laughs> once she's drunk five of the beers, she then chucks the bottles in the recycling. So I don't know which one she's had, but this one uh, is a traditional Czech beer. Look at that lovely bottle. See Ooh, that it's nice it's looking a, bottle. There. The raised yeah. lettering Handsome. on the bottle. That There's nothing been going. There's nothing I like more than being shown bottles of beer that I can't look, look on the on the back of the bottle. There's a little picture of uh, Prague in the bottle oh, yeah. in the glassware. Yeah. And the, uh, this Czech beer is called Bohemia Regent, and it's been they've been making it since 1379. I'm just going to have myself a nice can of Jupiter. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, cheers, lads. Yeah, cheers, mate. Nice. This is working. Ian, I don't know about you, but this is not working for me at the moment. I tell you what, <laughs> Jupiter, that is delicious. Mmm. <laughs> uh, that is from Belgium, that. One other thing that I'm supposed to mention, I need to mention, uh, the, the, these people do, Beer, Beer Hawk, they do an Oktoberfest uh, promotion and um, the Oktoberfest, the fame of the world famous um, German beer festival, which actually is happening partly in uh, September. Uh, they are doing Oktoberfest at home. Uh, Oktoberfest, as you can imagine, like everything else, has been cancelled this year, but you can get their range of Oktoberfest beery packs, official Oktoberfest beers, uh, and they come with Anne Stein for that authentic touch. Nice. I don't know what that means. Uh, beer Hawk is also the home of Perfect Draft, which is a beer pump dispenser. Perfect Draft is the ultimate way to enjoy a pint at home. Pour the perfect pint. You can get kegs of your favourite beer. <laughs> kegs! There are 40 different kegs available, each one holding 10 pints. They have had unprecedented demand, as you can imagine, in the lockdown. Uh, but, yeah, do go over to beerhawk.co.uk, 10% off with the promo code TUESDAY. Brilliant. Uh, now, I wanted to talk about Bakaya Saka because 
The two little passes. I didn't watch all of the game yesterday, the West Ham game I'm referring to, obviously. Um, I had to go and work. And, but I had the, this is the rare good fortune of listening to it on the radio on the way to the gig and, uh, and uh, here in Lacazette School, coming out of the gig and it's one all. And I'm thinking, oh, God. <laughs> mm. uh, but driving home, Eddie and Ketia scored. So I've got both of our goals either side of the mm. gig. I felt like this is a win-win. And this never happens to me. Normally I turn over and when I turn back, the goal's gone in. But, but what you couldn't see, obviously, is radio, but was the weight and the touch and the, and the precision of uh, Bukayo Saka's passes to set up the player who made the cross. Yeah. The way he's set up by yeah. Bamiyang. So Bamiyang had a relatively easy job to clip it over. Similarly with Ceballos, the way the way he slips the ball using his laces and a kind of little gentle stab, perfectly weighted. Mm-hmm. And I, and I'm not I'm not getting carried away with hyperbole, but perhaps it's because he's left footed. But it is so Lionel Messi. It's so what Messi can do. <laughs> And that is the uh, the only player, the only <laughs> player I can think of, who can who plays the ball so without appearing to make a firm contact. It's almost like he's pushed it with his laces with that left foot. It, it just exactly what Messi's been doing for years, and that is really when they talk about unpicking and unlocking Premier League defenses. There's a stat on the BBC website that says. When Nketiah's shot, when he hit his shot that went in for the winner, that was the first shot on target Arsenal had had since the 47th minute. In other words, 40 minutes of nearly of football mm. gone by. But the, the unpicking of the defence is, is, is that moment. The other interesting moment I like for Nketiah's goal is Ceballos has the ball, very busy on the ball as usual, loves having the ball, very, you know, as he knocks the pass into Saka, quite a straightforward square ball to Saka. Before Saka's, re- but no, before Saka's received the ball, Sabios has looked left and right. He's done that double shake of the head to see what's behind and see what's forward. So reminiscent of Fabregas. Sesk, yeah. So as yeah. he's knocked the ball to Saka, before Saka's received it, he's looked both ways and he's seen the space to his right in behind the West Ham defence, and he made the run that made, and he knows that Saka can play that ball, right? He knows he mm. can. He slipped a ball in. It was reminiscent, I don't know, I doubt many of you watch this, but I watched a little bit of uh, Aston Villa against Burton Albion the other night in the League Cup. <laughs> no, missed uh, that one. Missed no. that one. Jack, uh, Jack Grealish, who is, uh, you know, one of the premier geniuses of the Premier League, uh, played a similar pass behind him to an, to an kind of underlapping fullback. So he's wide on the left. He's got a man kicking him. They were kicking him all night. And he played it with his right foot behind him into the path of their left back, who didn't even know the ball was there. He looked around and the ball was at his feet. Mm. And all he had to do was pass <laughs> it across the area and they scored. Moments of extreme brilliance like that from fantastically creative players. And, and we have this guy. He, he is so good, Saka. Mm. It's off the charts good. He's his his quality it is reminiscent of top top players. Fabregas is another one. I mean, this guy is gonna. It, it, we've got him in our club. He's signed a new deal, and he is a sensational where, talent. Where does he play, though? That was the thing that I found interesting yesterday. I mean, I think you're right about that pass, but I think it was also the fact that he found space as well. I loved it because he. Xhaka, for the first goal, Xhaka's looking for a pass between the lines and there's four players in front of him, um, West Ham players, and then Saka, um, he stands about 10 yards behind them and Xhaka finds him and suddenly he's in space, but then he obviously did the bit of genius work, which he turned around and played that pass. But I still... I still don't know what his position is yet. I can't... We don't know yet. And the thing is, Ian, if you remember when Freddie Jungberg came... Wenger played him everywhere. Yeah. He played him all over the pitch and he did it deliberately because it's part of a, a boy's education. Your education isn't just in the under-18s and the under-23s and on the and London Colney. It's in the first team. So that if he plays left wing back, right, right side mid, left mid, left of a three up front, in a number 10, all of these positions he has to learn and he can learn. Where he eventually ends up in the side... I don't know. He may be the greatest false nine since since Lionel Messi, but we don't. Time will tell. But it, it, he it's essential at the moment 
but it also coming off the bench and learning how to impact games off the bench, learning the difference between starting. His education is going to go on and on. And, and uh, Wenger was a genius at this. I mean, he brought kids on by using them and deploying them in different places. It's the same with Maitland-Niles. So that where, wherever he turns up on the pitch, Saka, he will always be comfortable. He'll never, you'll never see him and think, well, I've never seen him in that part of the pitch before. It's not his position. He doesn't know what to do there. He will know what to do anywhere. And he, he is going to be a truly a great player, a barring injury, fingers crossed. Well, I'm glad you haven't heaped any undue pressure on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're right. I think you're, I think you're right. And it's, it's, you know, as you say, it's those, those lovely delicate touches yesterday. And it's it's kind of he's got it all, hasn't he? He's he's athletic. He's really strong and robust on the ball. He's got such skill. He's you know, intelligent he, as well, isn't he's he? He's clever. He's he really is. He's, he is like yeah. You say don't want to you don't want to lay too much burden or expectation on him. But he's the complete package. He really is. Yeah. He's he's extraordinary. And and yeah, I think tying him down is probably was probably you know in some ways a, a more important achievement than than, than even a Bamiyang, which I guess. Had you? I don't think he did. We you talk about that? No, he hadn't happened last week, had it? I think it was all. Bamiyang, we were yeah. waiting. We were you waiting. We were waiting. Yeah, and it is fantastic news that yeah. that he's signing because he is so dangerous. And and you saw in the game yesterday against West Ham how tight games are in the Premier mm. League and how difficult they've all got good players. It's tough to get the first goal and keep the back door shut. And everyone's got an Antonio. You saw the way um, mm. Zaha was so dangerous yesterday. Mm. Outstanding! Palace. How funny was that? That oh, that was God. great. The penalty. Um, there's so nothing. Cool. There's nothing better in life than watching Manchester United implode. Oh. I mean, I've got a mate who's a United fan, right? And a couple of years ago when it was all going wrong for them, he goes, don't you think it's a bit sad? You know, in other words, the, de- like the decline of the decline what? of the Roman Empire. I said, are you trying to be funny with me? This is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I have been waiting for this edifice to collapse and this is marvellous. The yeah. bitterness and the rancour of the fans on the social media and on the phone-ins. They don't know what they're on about on the phone-ins. They, we haven't spent enough. You've spent fortunes. It's 60 million on the, on Bruno. Yeah, yeah, we spent a lot. It's the Glazers' fault. They're not backing us. But you've spent millions and millions. They are backing us in the wrong way. 80 million on Harry Maguire. When they win, Ollie's at the wheel. When they lose, he's, he's out of his depth. I would like to I add to your, to your sentence, by the way. It's nothing better than watching Man United lose on the telly when Gary Neville is commentating. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was brilliant. Me and Alexander sat there going, Neville's having a meltdown. Oh, no. The penalty United. was one of the United. best United. moments. United. 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 You should be banned from saying United. Just Foul. stop saying it. Foul is the one that gets me. Foul. 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 It's two syllables with well, Gary Neville. we forget, he was a dirty, dirty shitbag, Gary Neville. And he oh, yeah. kicked people at Old Trafford with impunity for years. Yeah. He couldn't get a yellow card up there. And the hilarity now yeah. of seeing them on their own pitch subjected to the minutiae of detail that VAR will go into (laughs) (laughs) and conclude conclude somehow that Lindelof deliberately handled that ball to prevent... I mean, mean, obviously, it was a ludicrous, totally accidental handball... And, and then, and then when when they take the worst penalty in the history of oh, penalties oh. that De Gea saves, they pull him up because he stepped forward as he was kicking it. I mean, it was as he was kicking it. <laughs> I, know, stepped, I know. His balance. <laughs> oh, and great. then and then when they retake it, they're allowed to pick someone else. That was great. Yeah, yeah. They, apparently, you yeah. You've got to have the same idiot who messed it up the first time take it. Oh no, we'll let Wilf do it. Bang. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you imagine in the in the past, seventy five thousand people, the referees a wanker, yeah. the referees a wanker, the linesmen getting it up and down the touchline, bollocking mm. all the time, yelling, screaming, Ferguson snarling at you, and of course, of course they got all the decisions, and now they're in this empty place 
with someone 200 miles away, <laughs> cold-bloodedly <laughs> observing everything on the, on the screen, and nothing's going to go like that for them ever again. It's, those days are gone, my friend. You, were, you bullied people for years and years and years. You intimidated and you frightened and you bullied people, and that is how you won many of your trophies. And uh, you mocked us for the library, but the fact is, Arsenal supporters are just polite. Exactly. (laughs) I'm just saying that to try and make my comments, my comparison with Bakayo Saka to Lionel Messi seem more rational. Yeah. Yes. But it was brilliant. And uh, the only sort of sore point about watching Palace win at Old Trafford again, because they won their last year, was was the knowledge that Unai Emery wanted to sign uh, Wilfred Zaha and Arsenal wouldn't put the money down. And went and got Nicolas Pepe, and we can have just have to hope that Nicolas Pepe becomes Wilfred Zaha big, in, in it's time. Ask. It's a big ask. Zaha looked really good yesterday. Yeah, he looked really a, good. Oh yeah, I know it's a big ask, but he's 72 million quid. Yeah, but that's, mean, that means nothing, though, does it? That's what That was just a ridiculous amount that we paid for him. I, I mean, he's a good player, but he, he's well, nowhere this near. Is, the, is this the conclusion we're at now, then, that, yeah, what we thought might be the case... Is the case that we overpaid for that boy? Well, possibly, but you know what? He scored some good goals and he's starting to make a difference, and we'll see. But he's not first choice, is he? Really? Right no, now, he's, he's not he's in been, the first. He's been usurped by someone we found in Chelsea's bin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's marvellous. So, um, And Saka got the start ahead of him. Does he have. The versatility that Saka has, where you can say to him, "Go play left wing back, go play here, there, and everywhere." Or can he only play as a, as the right hand man in the front three? I don't know. The jury is out. We all want Pepe to have a sensational season and to get as many goals and assists as Wilfred Zaha is playing ostensibly in an inferior team for a smaller club, but it doesn't look like it sometimes, does it? One of the things you were saying, by the way, about Saka, I because I. I was like you. I I was having a gig last night. I haven't had a gig for five months, right? And then finally on a Saturday, I get a gig and Arsenal are playing at home, right? So <laughs> anyway, wrong, I'm I'm, I know it's ridiculous, <laughs> but I'm not going to say no to it. But um, no, no. I, I'm uh, so I didn't see all of it, but I saw a lot of people complaining that not having Tierney and Maitland-Niles on that side meant that we weren't as effective down the left. I mean, obviously, if you've got Kalasinac, you're not going to be as effective, no. whatever. But... It was just having having those two was different. Having Saka and Kalasinac was different from having Tierney and Maitland-Niles. So I guess it's just trying to find a place for these players, if we can. Yeah, well, he changed three, um, very much in the, in the model of Arsene Wenger, who never liked to make more than three changes if he could avoid it. Uh, didn't, didn't thought it disrupted the team too much. Mm. Um, so El Nenny went to the bench, um, Ceballos... Seems to have squeezed El Nenny out one game and he's, he's on the bench. Um, and Granit Xhaka, who his, his performances are just escalating. He is now under Mikel Arteta, who obviously understands that position. Um, Xhaka is becoming the player that we were told he was when we signed him. It's taken him a long time to get his head right, to get the confidence to be given the backing, whatever he needed. Um, but he is now getting his head up and hitting the ball 30, 40 yards and spraying it like a quarterback. His positional play is just more sensible. He's just in, in the right place more often. Maybe he's grown up a bit. Maybe he's more mature. But he has become a very effective central midfielder from a point less than a year ago when he was booed off the pitch. Yeah. It's quite remarkable and I really do. I mean, fair, good good on him and, and praise to him with credit where it's due. But a lot of credit must go to the, the manager and his coaches because they've really turned that guy's career around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They? Yeah, considering what we watched when they played when we played Palace in November. It's one of the most horrible emotional afternoons I've ever had at the Emirates. And then to see him now doing his job, I still think he... It, there's things he could do better and there were times when he was still doing sideways passes but we were talking about Saka and that pass to uh, Aubameyang the pass from Xhaka to Saka was just as important just mm. it just it's it passing through the lines isn't it it's all that stuff so uh, yes it is and he's got the confidence now to make him. those passes so he appeared to always have that talent but not the confidence to 
tra- often you'd see him on the ball and you could see something on and you'll think Incesc would play that. Yeah. Santi, Santi Cazorla would play that. Why haven't you played that? And he'd lack the confidence. He'd go for the safer option. Ollie, you're back with us. Your internet connection. Yeah, sorry. In Rye, I, I, so. I, 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 it's it's it is it's appalling. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it helps that my children are probably like you know playing computer games while listening to YouTube videos on repeat, which is what they do. Um, same song your over and over for like. No. I think they are abusing it. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I, I, I was. I could hear you though. It was. You were making some excellent points. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just praising Granite Xhaka and also, yeah, uh, Mikel Arteta for building his confidence up to such an extent. I mean, perhaps they all have taken confidence from these magnificent wins in the cup yeah. semi-final, final, beating Liverpool in the Community Shield, back-to-back wins to start the Premier League season. The the confidence is mounting and mounting and mounting. Uh, there are difficult fixtures coming, and Arsene Wenger always used to say mm. confidence takes a long time to build and no time to lose. He goes in one game. Yeah, but hopefully that won't be the case. Well, sorry to uh, sorry to break this to you, gentlemen. But as we've been talking, uh, Son has scored four goals for Tottenham. So that has slightly spoiled my afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) That's all going so. I'd love to see. Maybe they've just said to Gareth Bale, "We we don't need you. You're all right, mate. Honestly, yes. off you go." Oh well, never mind. I'll turn. We're not looking at that anymore. No. I've had an email saying from someone saying that uh, Danny Ceballos is it's similar enough to Cebola, Cebola, which is Spanish for onion. So there's a lot of attempts to call him Danny Onions, <laughs> um, but. Cebola uh, wow. uh, is not the same as Ceballos. Ceballos doesn't mean onion. Um, so pack it okay. in. Okay, it's not the plural. Uh, Sabios, and I have tried. I have put Sabios into Google Translate in an attempt. <laughs> you may remember many years ago, I did an open university course in Spanish, and I didn't attempt to learn some. Um, it's close to horses. Mm. Uh, if you change the e to an a, you get. Can I ask a question? Why are we doing this? <laughs> Because I've had an oh, email. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm, what I'm doing here is I'm responding to correspondence. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the sort of stuff that we yeah. get. Um, There's quite a funny one from Mark Mannion on Twitter. Gareth Bale is expected to be injured in time for Spurs Clash with Southampton <laughs> on Sunday. And he is. Um, great. Great. <laughs> and, uh, he's absent from the squad, the matchday squad, but uh, judging by their progress so far. Not needed. Um, From Pan Andreas, my wife was just browsing on her phone and said, oh, it looks like Arsenal beat West Ham. Some guy called Eddie Necktie scored the winning goal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I can see it's an easy mistake to make, isn't it, really? That's the you know how the, the brain will try and make sense of jumbled yeah. letters. Yeah. But um, normally you need the first and last letter of the word to be the. Uh, that's not the yeah. case here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she's got Eddie necktie out of it. I don't know if that will catch uh, on. I shouldn't think so. <laughs> or not. I, don't, I doubt it very much. Um, what was I going to talk to you about? Uh, oh, now, um, on our Twitter feed, the sparsely populated uh, Twitter feed, this <laughs> <laughs> is still languishing below 8,000 Edging towards 8,000, I believe. Despite repeated plugging on this podcast. Begging. Is, uh, Begging. Evidently making no impact whatsoever. On the world of Arsenal support or football generally, we're, we're really in the backwater. Um, but uh, at not you Bentley, not you Bentley is our is our Twitter feed, um, where once it was yellow boots on. Uh, long story, too boring to go into. Uh, there is a photograph of El Presidente Keith Dover himself sporting a tattoo. Uh, well, I hesitate to call this. Mm. A midlife crisis. It's Keith now well in his sixties. <laughs> I said late midlife. Uh, I'm more cons- <laughs> what I said. Uh, but late yeah. midlife. This is a this is a pension having a crisis. <laughs> um, this uh, someone approaching retirement age. Uh, I don't know how many uh, mobile uh, tattoo artists visit. Uh, retirement homes around England. <laughs> Would you like a tattoo, looks... dear? Would you like a tattoo of your own name so you can like... remember it, dear? 
It's like the older gentleman and now moving into tats. And and I think I think Keith is hoping, rather hoping, that it will make it more attractive to the opposite sex, as if that were possible. Um, and what he's had, what he's had done, uh, Gould love him. He, he, he always, uh, he did say that should we win the Champions League, he was going to have the European Cup tattooed on his arm. He, did. he, he yes, promised he that did very that. firmly in 2006, both before we went to Paris and while we were in yeah. Paris. And he may even have mentioned it after Sol Campbell scored the goal, scored our goal in the final. Anyway, uh, 14 years has gone by since that final and we really haven't looked like getting there uh, since. I mean, not even in the competition now. So he's, perhaps he's given that up. He's gone back to the 70s uh, from these days of, of loving Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel. And he's had Cockney Rebel tattooed. And coloured in in red. Yes, which is... On his arm. I mean, yes. it looks painful. Well, that's not coloured in, it's blood. That's <laughs> 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 what it is. It's just blood. His arm is covered in blood. Yeah. And he's uh, proud of it. And he's proudly yes. sporting that uh, on, on a somewhat alarming photograph, on uh, which I, he, he sent to me, and I said, shall I, shall I put that on the, on the Twitter feed? And he said... Be my guest. I now have some regrets about putting it up there because it might uh, might alert some mental health professionals, but um, <laughs> might be inundated with concern calls. But there, he, there he is. If you want to see El Presidente, I don't, don't want to criticise anyone for getting a tat. I know they're all the rage. Uh, I might get a sleeve done myself. Now, you know, Lionel Messi's had, speaking of Lionel Messi, as we were earlier, had his entire leg blacked out. Have you seen that? What? I mean, his, 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 no. one of his lower legs is almost entirely inked out in a kind of a, I don't know what you call it in tattoo land. A leg. Some people some people can carry it <laughs> off, can't they, the tats? Uh, they can do it. Yeah. And uh, is, uh, other people. Yeah. Is Keith going to have more than one, or is it just... <laughs> Very profound. Yeah, it was, it was really there. <laughs> well, you do. You, do, I don't know. It's. I think it's one of the things. Once you've killed a man, it's easy to kill again. Apparently, so maybe it's like once you've got a tattoo, it's easy. To, yeah, it's easy James to get Gandalfini more. James Gandolfini in uh, in True Romance. The first one is the hardest, isn't it? Yeah. After yeah. the fourth or fifth, you don't feel anything. But he also did it. He also did like a sort of countdown teaser on the whatsapp didn't he it's like i've had a tattoo what is it and made everybody guess well it said cockney rebel didn't it i don't it? know if you if you follow oh, i did that. see it yeah on the whatsapp group no oh no he he te- yeah he was like oh what a, what is it that i you know what do you think i've done and i'm speculating and uh yeah and then he put up some lyrics and i think damien guessed very impressive oh the yeah. joys of a That's whatsapp great. group yeah. oh, really is there anyone oh, in the country who isn't sick to death of one whatsapp group or another <laughs> It's so when you leave a WhatsApp group, it's just as Alan's left. There was a WhatsApp group started recently, but there's a bunch of dads who uh, who have kids in my boys' football team or my boy plays in their boys' football team, whichever way you want to put it. Some of their boys are very good footballers and they had quite a good team going last year, the under-9s. Anyway, they all decided they wanted more training sessions to get their kids better and the club wasn't putting them on, so they've all upped and left. And now the under nines, or as the under tens as they are now, are severely weakened. Um, but I'm, they still have a WhatsApp group going on now. One of these dads, I don't know him very well, his father passed away, and then a crowdfunding page was set up to raise money in memory of this quite elderly gentleman. Yeah. And I thought, well, this is, I don't really know what's happening here. I don't know the family situation. I don't know, I certainly don't know the dad's dad. I barely know the dad. Um, <laughs> I couldn't understand what was happening. There wasn't much information. I found myself in this uh, fundraising WhatsApp group. And then they announced that they'd reached the target that they were looking for. And I thought, well, that's good news. I haven't put anything Result. in. Result. Oh, uh, should I put something in? Don't feel so obligated to put something in. Don't know the family. Never met the yeah. bloke. Don't know what's going on. And then I thought, now they've reached the target... Am I all right to leave the group? Is that is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> Have you left? So I really, I really felt quite hesitant to put clip leave group, and then it just said Adam's left the group. There's <laughs> 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 all these messages of commiseration. Now, oh, isn't it marvellous? We've raised the money. Well done, everyone. Adam's left. <laughs> What's a suitable mourning period after a death before you can leave a WhatsApp group? 
<laughs> Someone you've never met and don't even know his name. Yeah, that Alan Davis. <laughs> Why am I in it? Alan Davis. All I wanted to say, I wanted to say to him, listen, you lot, don't have me in your group. Since you took all your rather talented boys to another club, my kid's in the under-10s now and they've lost 4-1 Sunday. <laughs> Because I've got a load of little boys playing because I can't make up the numbers because eight of you pissed off. And the whole thing was a harrowing experience for all concerned. Yeah. But I didn't you say that. Said, I just yeah. left the group. Yeah. I think, I think <laughs> you made the right decision just leaving the group, to be honest. I was going off on a rant. No, right that wasn't the forum to express. <laughs> Never mind your dad. Rage. What about our team? <laughs> what about the team you've abandoned? Oh, I hope you're winning your matches. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you're winning 5 mil every week like you did last What was the money for? Do we know what the money was for? I didn't yeah, feel was... able to ask. I mean, you know, we set up a crowdfunding page in in honour of so and so's father. Or oh, let's all chip in. And you don't want to, part of me want to say what? Yeah. What you can? I've never in all my life, right? You're all middle aged people. Parents die, right? This happens. Yeah. Everyone it happens to everyone. It's, it may be sad. It may be a cause for great celebration, but they do die. <laughs> and I've never heard right. of, a, of a crowdfunding of a crowdfunding page. <laughs> What is it for? Is maybe it? Is it? Is it for Head, Headstone, maybe. Headstone. Coffee. Headstone. Burial at sea, or maybe they're going to drop him from a plane. We just don't know what the money's for. <laughs> even if, if you can't ask, because you you're not part of the group. You can't I can't rejoin the group because I have to be admitted. Right? Rejoin the group. Alan, Excuse me. Just group. before I leave again, I just want to. I've got other questions. <laughs> I really don't know. I didn't even click on. I should have just clicked on the crowdfunding page. Anyway, maybe they're going to yeah, hang him below a helicopter like they did with that woman who was being rescued out of a ravine. Have you seen that footage? No, no you're not. We're no. <laughs> supposed to be talking about Arsenal yeah. football. So, but I'm just going to talk about videos I've seen on social media for a bit, and then and then I'll piss off. This woman is falling over in a ravine, so in Arizona or something, and they've sent a helicopter in. Because they can't get to her, and they put her on a stretcher. She's seventy-four years old. She's hurt herself, and uh, and as the the chopper lifts up, quite a big helicopter, the stretcher starts to rotate. Uh, they're being blown by the down blast of the rotor blades, and it spins and spins, and then it's spinning at a terrific oh, rate. I mean, really, like a kind of a like the sort of thing that a supervillain would put James yeah, Bond yeah, yeah. in before they <laughs> to inflict a slow death on him. Like a, the centrifugal force on that pensioner's brain <laughs> must have been terrifying. Ooh. But the person who uploaded it has done it, filming it on their TV. And so what you get as you're watching this woman being spun around is the person filming it laughing their head <laughs> off. And that, <laughs> that, is, that is infectious. <laughs> she, by all accounts, she's alive. But she did not no. enjoy uh, the experience. Uh, Kenton Price has emailed. Old Arteta has a plan. Bukayo Saka, and in that plan he has a man. Bukayo Saka with a nutmeg here, a nutmeg there, here a meg there, everywhere a nutmeg. Old Arteta has a plan. Oh my God, <laughs> Kenton. I mean, that is the worst we've ever had. It might be. He, he says. <laughs> I would like to point out that I am now a former freeloading scum. I am no longer freeloading, given that Boris Johnson government propaganda adverts repeatedly subjected to me, don't think that's quite what you mean, throughout your broadcasts these days. <laughs> well, blimey, there's a lot <laughs> right. to unpack there, isn't there, really? I will never email you again to unpack until there. the next time. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, um, there, there are, uh, on snipping into our podcast, there are COVID-19 warnings voiced by uh, uh, my good friend, Mark Strong, uh, Arsenal supporter, uh, who I know for a fact uh, during the lockdown was recording government propaganda voiceovers from beneath a duvet in his Suffolk holiday cottage because <laughs> it's the only way he could get it's the only way he could get the sound right. right. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, uh, Kenton, to his credit, has in the subject bar written "shit sacker chant." <laughs> oh, it's um, nice that he gave us a clue as to what was coming up. We appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was really, really. Really that was pretty bad. I almost feel like I almost felt like leaving the group mm. in the middle of you doing yeah. that. 
<laughs> Ian Stone has left the podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, Polina has come back. Polina Korokina, ah, yes. uh, Russian, uh, Russian correspondent. And uh, she's uh, attached a collage that she, she has really? made. Polina, uh, really, it's, uh, it's very, I mean, I'm enjoying all of your correspondence. But it, we are an audio uh, medium. Fair point. <laughs> and it's a picture of her wearing a Liverpool shirt, and no one needs to see no. that. But do continue uh, um, to listen to us. Thank yeah. you. Uh, James Curry has done a William Saliba song to the tune of I'm a Believer by the Monkeys. You almost don't need me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then he yep. took his place. William Saliba, <laughs> he's erased. Gallas from my mind. <laughs> in a... I'm in Ooh. love. <laughs> William Saliba, Sanetti and Giza in our side. Um, but he's yet to erase Gallas completely because he hasn't played for us yet. So, <laughs> yeah. If you think I'm getting carried away about Bakaya Saka, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Hey, this bloke's 19, he's never even played. We're all hopeful, though. We hear a lot of good things, don't we? From people who've never seen him play on Twitter. <laughs> Some bloke in a cab. I've heard that, I've yeah. heard that Saliba's good. Yeah, I'm told that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Cannavaro level. Um, how did uh, Miriam play yesterday? Was not, as right good, not as good as uh, on the first... Well, not as good when he was playing against Fulham's attack. I was going to say toothless attack, mm-hmm. but I got three yesterday. No. But he looked a little bit more like, oh, blimey, this is uh, harder than I thought. But, you know, he'll learn. He'll learn. Yeah. He'll learn. I'm looking at the BBC website again, where I think the fans provide the ratings, do they? Do not? they? On the BBC website. Uh, the, t- the man of the match mm. is given as Eddie Nketiah. What, 13 minutes um, or something he was on? Really? 13 minutes got the winning goal. Lacazette and Ceballos and Aubameyang scoring very highly, along with Saka, of course. And then Miriam, the top of the defenders, it's Miriam. So mm. perhaps he did all right. Down at the bottom, Kolasinac and David Luiz. Yeah. And again, that seems unfair because <laughs> Luiz, I think, played four minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Useless. Yeah. We did miss Tierney, though, didn't we? We did miss Kieran Tierney yesterday. He is becoming a yeah. key player in our team. Just, yeah, I don't know what he adds. I mean, he's a great player and everything, but I don't quite know why it doesn't work that well when he's not playing. Well, he's, uh, oh, my word, Tottenham with five one up, lads. Oh, my God. Why Why'd oh, you bring geez. us news like that? Oh, no. Oh, no, all I was doing was looking <laughs> to see what our next fixture is. Our next fixture is away at Anfield on Monday the... 28th. Actually, I've got, got a league, league cup, cup tie, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. Um, which I think is happening, is it on the Wednesday? Is that Leicester? It's Leicester, 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 isn't it? Leicester City away yeah. in the Carabao yeah. Cup, um, in which we can expect to see Billy Saliba, who I assume is going to begin the process of erasing Gallas. Oh, yeah. good. The sooner from William our, Gallas is erased arms. from our memories in an Arsenal <laughs> shirt, the better, to be honest. I genuinely... Uh, do you think we're going to play the Icelandic goalkeeper who's so uh, uh, rude about Arsene Wenger on Twitter? This is all news to me. Ollie, do you know about the I Icelandic think... goalkeeper being rude about Arsene Wenger? I, I, know, I know there is an Icelandic goalkeeper in the mix, as they say, but I don't know what he said uh, about Arsene Wenger. Yeah, he, he posted some quite insulting remarks about Arsene Wenger in relation to decisions made around the Arsenal about five years ago. And... Uh, of course, when a player is linked with the Arsenal, what happens now is their social media feed is of course, trawled of course. <laughs> for evidence of their character. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And he's, uh, he's had to rapidly go back and delete these before he tips up at London Cup. I like the idea of an Icelandic goalkeeper, though. I sort of imagine someone yeah. massive and bearded and helmeted. <laughs> yeah, st- <laughs> you know, a Viking, a Viking. essentially is what a, a Viking in goal with an axe. Essentially, a Viking, yeah, something like yeah. that. No, I just, you yeah. know, I, I imagine he's a big, like a sort of cow cowhide uh, cowhide shorts, and, <laughs> but uh, plaited boots. red hair. And he's got very long, long laces that he ties all the way up to the to the in a crisscross pattern up to the sails knee. down the Thames in a longboat on the way to the game. Everyone else gets the coach. That sort of thing. Sort of, uh, <laughs> 
has he got sort of bronze bronze shin pads? <laughs> I think uh, exactly. I, I think the one that I think the one we're getting looks a bit more like uh, Siggy Johnson. Actually, he's more that kind. Oh, of all right then. All right. Well, hopefully we'll see um, him. I'd like to but, see him just to see what he, you know, what he looks like. Really, I don't. Yeah, me too. Well, whether it'll be him playing or whether it'll be Matt Macy, who, who rumor has it is looking to be some club's number one rather than Arsenal's number two. We or can't three. sell another goalkeeper, can we? Not. I think we've, you know. No, well, we have got to buy two. If yeah. We do, so you? You, need you need three. three. You need three goals. Yeah. So. So these are quite difficult fixtures. Leicester away, I uh, don't know what team they'll put out, uh, or we'll put out, um, and then Liverpool away, which of course is the ultimate test in the current Premier League. Mm. Um, yeah. The, the runaway champions of last season. What are your thoughts on our prospects? Go on, Ollie. Um, well, I mean, it's funny because I, I was, when I was listening to um, the last week's excellent edition of the podcast, um, while I was washing up, I was, I, unfortunately, our dishwasher... <laughs> The Scott family dishwasher gave up a ghost. Oh, no. So I was doing some... some you know what, I was a new one do you know what we need? Fear we not. need a oh. WhatsApp group with a fundraising page. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've already paid for it, but any donations would be, would be, would be welcome. Um, but no, the, the melee man came over and confirmed it was, it was toast. Yeah. It had done 5,000 hours, which is quite a lot in quite a short period of time. <laughs> Um, anyway, I was washing up. And, um, this is the sort of punditry. Yeah. The excellent point about, this is um, the sort of punditry. You don't, you don't get this. You do not get this on talk. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, you really life. don't. You do um, but uh, you, you made the excellent point, Ian, about about um, in the um, in the Fulham game where where uh, Gabrielle did that back pass and Leno just sort of kept it out, and you were saying, oh, you know, that could have that would have been a really bad thing to to have gone in um, for the player, but. You know, I think almost more than that, it's it's like, you know, we were we were talking, I remember on the podcast about the, you know, the sort of change in the narrative of, you know, we've beaten Liverpool, we've beaten Man City, we beat Chelsea. And I think, you know, had had we had we struggled in that game um against Fulham, um and indeed yesterday against West Ham, it, it, it would have just gone back to that same thing about, oh yeah, they can win the big games, but oh they can still be beaten by Fulham or or West Ham, or whatever. And it's like we're like narrative smashing. Every every game, <laughs> and it's you know we, because no, but it was yes. you know the reason we the reason we did so badly last season was because we were losing we would have drawn or lo- we would have lost and drawn those two games as opposed to winning both of them, and you know we need to be we absolutely need to be winning those matches because as you say you've got Liverpool away there's 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 a tricky a tricky set of fixtures ahead and you know you just think that um, you know the confidence they must be taking from you know beating the big teams beating the small teams so we couldn't be hitting that fixture. No. in a better place I'm really you know I'm really really optimistic we've got you know a full week and a couple of days to prepare um, so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good I'm feeling optimistic about it I'm feeling I mean listen we've beaten Liverpool the last the last two games we're a bit of a bogey team for them they don't like playing us yeah so also they've got on the Thursday before they've got a humdinger of a Carabao Cup tie away at Lincoln City, in which I expect Sadio Mane and Mo Salah to. I mean, he will pick all the kids. That's the thing about Klopp is he is not interested in the Carabao Cup at all. He regards it as an annoying distraction. He doesn't even want to go to Lincoln, even though it's a beautiful city, and he should show more respect, frankly. Mm. But I, th- I wonder if um, Mikel Arteta is interested in the League Cup as Pep Guardiola was, or will he? see it like Arsene Wenger did as just a chance to see how far the kids can go. If we got to the League Cup final, remember we did in 2007 with all these talented kids we had, and then we get to the final against Chelsea, Mourinho's Chelsea with Drogba and everybody, formidable opposition. Mourinho puts the first team out, we put the kids out. Walcott scored his first Mm. goal in that game. And then Drogba Mm. just did send her off twice and won in the cup. He always scored in finals, Mm. that monster. What do you think mm. Mikel will think? Do you think that's a trophy to go for? The League Cup's another cup? Will he want to knock Leicester out? Or will he, is he just going to pick all the kids and leave everyone at home? Or... Well, I hope, really hope he does is play Ozil. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'd forgotten about him. Yeah. Ozil likes playing against Leicester as well. Yeah. By the way, the last time he played against Leicester, he was absolutely yeah. wondrous, wasn't he? So maybe that'd be nice, play Ozil. I think he... I think when Mourinho used to turn up at teams and win trophies, 
Uh, the League Cup was like the first step, wasn't it? Whereas we won the FA Cup mm. six weeks ago. So, you know, we're yeah. above all that, I think. <laughs> what about Gwen Doozy, Gwen Doozy, Yeah, maybe even Gwen Doozy. All the bad boys. Gwen is mm. on his way, Gwen Doozy. <laughs> <laughs> They'll come out to bad boys. That's funny. It's when. interesting you should meet, uh, mentioning Ozil there, having just talked about Oktoberfest and knowing, you know, we love Germany, of course, and the podcasts we love. You go a long way to find a German who wasn't a hard-working, team-oriented. <laughs> <laughs> we found one, though. A self, selfless we individual. We are paying there is top one. dollar for him as well. We're paying top dollar. So, yeah, perhaps Meza Urza will be at the King Power Stadium. I think that'd be OK. Um, I'd be happy to see that. Uh, I just he played last year against Liverpool in the 5-5 and, uh, and, and he was excellent he was. and... Um, it may, it, it, you know, perhaps he'll, perhaps he'll be there along with. I mean, Smith Rowe's mm. injured, sadly, but will it will surely feature in that Reece game? Reese Nelson yeah. will play in that game. I would have thought. You know, yeah, oh, yeah. Reese Nelson just cannot get the minutes, can he? He's so yeah, good. yeah, yeah. But he'll want to. Yeah. So maybe he wants to stay in the Carabao Cup just to give the minutes to some of the, the squad players because he he said it after the game. He wants to keep people happy in the squad. There's 18 or 19 who could play in the first team. So, yeah. you know, I'm I'm sure he'll put out a reasonably strong team because I don't think he wants to uh, get humiliated there. And Leicester won't play their first team either. No, he wants yeah, to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really wants to win. The way he reacted at the end of that West Ham game, it's sort of the jubilation. It's been a good week. Squeak, squeaking a 2-1 win against a team we routinely beat at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he really wanted that, didn't he? Uh, big shout out, by the way, uh, for Late Norian, who at six o'clock on Tuesday, the 22nd of September, entertained Tottenham Hotspur in the Carabao Cup third round. Carnios! I think Gareth Bale will get a run out against Orion. <laughs> Gareth, uh, yeah, it's well, gone, we'll, we'll soon find out that they'll be preparing the straw and the sawdust and the little. <laughs> and we'll get word from Brisbane Road if the away team's rider has, has arrived yet. <laughs> How many bags of peanuts? Um, I went. I went to Brisbane Road many moons ago to see Orion play Tottenham, which I, I think must have been in the League Cup. It was an evening fixture, and the place was packed out. And Orient won 2 0, and it was really one of the great days of my life. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the game, a Spurs fan, I've been cheering Orient on, of course, as, uh, as, I, as they were my. Well, they were the, the team near where I grew up, basically. Anyway, a Tottenham fan came over to me and rather sportingly said, Well done, mate. Well done. And I said, I'm an Arsenal fan. <laughs> he goes, oh, you had to be. Oh, of course you are. Oh, you had to be. The one I go and say, well done. <laughs> Standing. You wouldn't even give him that. You wouldn't even. That's so beautiful. No. no what's the point of, I mean, that was, oh, mate, you have walked into this. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> clinically put away from two yards out. Uh, yeah, always finish even in practice. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah. I know that many of the people around me were Arsenal fans and West Ham fans. Of course, everyone, everyone sports the O's. So they're in action in that in that uh, night. Luton Town have got Manchester United at home. Come on, Luton. Oh. There's some good ties. Yeah, really good fun. So we got Leicester and then Liverpool. And then we'll have a bit more of an idea, I suppose, of where we are in uh, in the scheme of things. I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling confident. I like what what uh, he said to uh, Abamyang when he got him signed. You can go off to another club and win trophies, or you can stay here and build a legacy. And I thought, man, I love that. And I, everything everything that Arteta is doing, I'm just I'm just massively impressed by him. In truth, well, I am. I I I agree. Are you a fan? You a fan of Mikel, Ollie? You loving it? I, I'm, uh, I, I'm absolutely loving it, and and I think you know it was it was really great, wasn't it? Yesterday again, when he was celebrating at the end of the yeah, <laughs> Alan holding aloft his can of beer. Um, <laughs> no, I was I was down, I was uh, elated to see it at the end, and and he's got you know he's got the thing with Arteta is he's got that like you know it's a bit like Ferguson, you know the steely steely eyed trade union son from. 
tough, rough part of Glasgow. He just hated to lose, you know. And I think yeah. I think yeah. Arteta's got that. He's got that fanaticism, like you know the Spanish Inquisition they had. You know, I mean, what a deeply racist thing to say. But, um, you know, he, he's just. But you know, you never, you never felt. I never felt that like if if you know Unai Emery lost a you know if if Unai Emery you know ended up drawing with uh, with West Ham as opposed to winning, you never felt like he was going to go home and and like you know not be able to live with himself for a week. He's got that like that. That's what I really love about him. You know that that complete obsession. But what did you think about the whole kind of role change from? Coach to manager that that yeah was that last week I I, I think it's um, seemed quite significant it, I think it is significant it's not just symbolic I do think that Emery being the head coach weakened him he's the guy in the dressing room he wanted Wilfred Zaha uh, Nicolas Pepe was imposed on him and there's a feeling that you're the head coach you've just got to suck yeah. it up and. Yeah. I think you do need the manager to be more involved at that next level, even if there are times when he's not going to get what he wants for financial reasons. And mm. I and I think it shows respect to him, and 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 he's earned the right to be in those conversations, yeah. and they obviously do respect him. It's an acknowledgement, isn't it, of what he's done? He's remade the club in about eight months, and that and that's an acknowledgement. I wonder. I wonder whether it has any. I mean, it's maybe I'm just being suspicious, but you know the the the, co- the coincidence of the Aubameyang signing and Arteta getting that job in the same week seems maybe that was part of the. You know, I mean, they said that you know he'd had all these encouraging conversations with Aubameyang, and maybe he said, yeah, "I'm going to be the manager." You know, I'm going to have more control. You know, the, the players obviously really trust him, believe in him. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe it was it was part of the. Part of the arrangement. I think it probably was, and I think also that Arteta backs himself uh, to be persuasive when dealing with people that they want to sign, to to, to make them want to come, yeah. to build a relationship quickly over conversations, to make them think, I want to play for that. And the hierarchy and trust him to do that as well, don't they? You can feel that. Yeah. 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 That's a really I good point. I think it's important. Re- I think really it seemed, that seems to be the case with Miriam, that he, he definitely got involved personally to persuade him to come <laughs> yeah. to Arsenal. We have got seriously difficult fixtures coming up. and We, we, we have got Leicester away, League yeah. Cup. We've got Liverpool away. Then Sheffield United at home, which used to be an absolute home banker, but Sheffield United are now tricky Decent opposition. Team. We'll we'll do mm. well to get a single goal victory in that game if we can get one. After that, um, Manchester City away, and uh, then we play Leicester at home, and then we play Manchester United away. So it's a very very difficult month. Somewhere in the middle of all that, I'm assuming also that uh, Europa League will start yep. up. It does. Uh, it does. We're very yeah. uh, so it's going to be very difficult. We will certainly know more at the end of October, perhaps, than we than we do now, about how authentic this revival is. On a side note to that, was we nearly had the hilarious sight of Tottenham going out in Plovdiv. Oh. Um, uh, they, uh, <laughs> they were a goal down with ten minutes left when a Plovdiv player punched the ball off the line and Harry netted the pen. <laughs> <laughs> and then another Plovdiv player got a second yellow, presumably for being livid about the decision. And, he, and then they had 10 minutes against nine men and snuck through. I've had a few people saying, uh, your descriptions of Plovdiv are most unfair. Uh, you make it sound like no one wants to go there <laughs> and you have to get there by donkey. But actually, it's a very ple- very pleasant town uh, with with some interesting Roman yeah. ruins and well worth yeah. a visit. So I, just did, I did want to sort of point out that uh, it's nothing to do with no, Tottenham. It's Tottenham. We're slagging off Tottenham. It's to do. It's to do with Tottenham having to, to go slept thousands of miles away on a Thursday <laughs> when they don't want yeah. to go, even if they are going to a lovely town with with a fascinating history. Uh, and that, <laughs> and I hope that the the town in North Macedonia that they go to next <laughs> will offer other suitably fascinating cultural highlights. But <laughs> more than that, I hope the pitch is shit and they get knocked out. Quite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all so funny, that isn't it? It's a funny. It's, it's such a delight. It just is a gift yeah. that keeps on yeah. giving, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Well, them having a qualifier. It, it, it. it was a gift it. that kept on giving until today when they've smashed in oh, five and signed a world class winger. I think, oh, 
Oh, shit. Party's <laughs> over. Uh, for the moment, for the moment, something will go horribly wrong. <laughs> something, something will oh, go yeah, horribly yeah. wrong. Well, they, their game, they've, I can't think of that. And they've got Manchester United away when we're playing Sheffield United. They play at home in the, in the Armitage Shanks Arena to Newcastle. I'll stop reading fixtures. I've just got it up. All right. I've just got it up on my screen. No, I'm enjoying all. it. It makes it sound like I'm on top of everything, but I'm just reading things. I've had an email from Roger Clark. Um, in the 80s, I used to manage a pub, the Swan Hotel in Thaxted, Essex. I would like to live in Thaxted. It's lovely. Is it nice? It's just out in the it's rural Essex. It's ancient, you know, in the Doomsday Book kind of a place with an old church and loads of thatch roofs and oh, lovely. And I bet the Swan is full of lovely old Brexiteers. Who are happily, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk, talk you through, Red, talk you face. through the failings of Nuts. the immigration policy in this country <laughs> in the post-war years. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, through one of the owners of the pub, knew George Graham, and uh, used to go into town to drink in this nightclub where some of the players were ever present. On one occasion, we asked him if he'd send a player up to referee one of our local football games, the Swan versus Thaxted. Oh my god! Right. Right. <laughs> Dread to think. Uh, Paul Davis. Paul Davis, my second mm. favourite Arsenal player ever. Just love Paul Davis. With seconds to go in the game and 2-1 down, we win a corner. And I ran up to Paul and suggested that as it was a charity game, it would be a perfect outcome if it was an amicable draw and we should make that happen. And he smiled and nodded. And I ran over to the bloke taking the corner and told him that the ball must reach the near posts at all costs. I positioned myself at the edge of the box. Timing my run to perfection, I ran full tilt into one of their defenders at the near post and went sprawling. <laughs> uh, the whistle blew, and Paul awarded us a penalty. <laughs> good, good work. Well, I good work, those. Rog. Yeah. Uh, as, the, as the captain, I had no hesitation in letting our star ringer, who had already played for the county that morning, to take the penalty, uh, which he duly scored. Paul was a lovely man, always smiling, and really seemed to not mind being there. <laughs> it's just first, first black man ever seen in facts, didn't I imagine? I've always felt a little guilty uh, that I lied to him about the game being for charity. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god, Paul, if you're listening. It, in fact, it was being played for a keg of Raymond's IPA. Uh, wow. that's, a, that's a brilliant story, uh, Roger Thank Clark. you. Great story. Thank you very much. Uh, lots of people do uh, send me tweets saying, what's the, what's the email address? What's the email address? It's tuesdayclubpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, frankly, much of our content is based on these emails. And there's another one here from Connor Price. Uh, is that your name, Connor? Yes. Uh, here is my story of when I met Liam Brady. In 2014, I decided to bring my brother to his first ever Arsenal game as a present for his ninth birthday. I live in London, but he lives in Devon. It was Sunderland at home on the day that Bergkamp's statue was unveiled. I wanted to give him a good Arsenal-themed weekend, so we watched the, the youth team in the Youth Cup game against Charlton on the Friday night. This is torment. The game was played at Ebbsfleet's ground. You're really putting this kid through it. But Arsenal <laughs> won 2-0... With goals, do you want to have a guess who scored the goals in the youth team 2014? A little stab, um, little stab. Are we, who? Uh, Nelson? One of them, no, he's too, he would have been at school. Yeah. <laughs> a bit further, but... Oh, I would never... One's, one's still um, at one place for Nigeria and one's recently been captured. Emmanuel Ebui. No. <laughs> <laughs> We were waiting for the train at Ebbsfleet to get back to King's Cross. Somebody tapped my little brother on the shoulder and said, did you enjoy the game, young man? Oh, you're making this sound very, very suspicious. <laughs> I turned round and punched his lights out. No, he doesn't say that. I turned round and my, and my jaw dropped. It was Liam Brady. 
I spoke to Liam briefly about the game and which young players stood out to me. Oh, you gave him your yeah, view. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Tell what I think, Liam. And, uh, <laughs> we, we took a photo with Liam and I thought that was the end of it. But we got on the train and my brother rushed on and sat at the table opposite Liam Brady. I apologised and tried to make him move. But Liam said, it's OK, and let us sit with him and the other Arsenal employees. We talked about the greatness of Dennis Bergkamp, the 1979 Cup final, and Liam's goal against Tottenham. In a moment of silence, my little brother looked at Liam Brady and said, Liam, if I could knock down three stadiums, they would be Old Trafford, White Hart Lane and Stamford Bridge. Liam chuckled. <laughs> <laughs> looked to me, looked at me and said, he's been listening to you too much. He then told my brother he should keep the stadium standing as we have won the league at all of them. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> oh, this is marvellous. This is marvellous. This is going I'm mainlining this story into my veins. As the train was pulling into King's Cross, I was waiting to say goodbye until one of the most surreal hours of my life. Liam reached into his pocket, took out a five-pound note and gave it to my brother to get a programme the next day. I kept the money safe and he oh. bought the programme with the exact five pounds that oh. Liam Brady gave him. <laughs> oh, Great. Oh, it's just like a short story from a from an Arsenal fan's anthology of dreams. Uh, <laughs> I'm very happy hearing that story. That's lovely. That's lovely. He says in his his first two Arsenal games were both nil nil, um, but in his brother's first game, Arsenal were three nil up after 20 minutes. Uh, we won four one, and Liam Brady bought him his program. I can almost hear the the tears in the keyboard. First games are things that you remember. But thanks to Liam Brady, his one was even more special. Love the pod, especially Keith. Well, the good news, Connor, uh, if you love Keith, is we're starting up a crowdfunding thing to raise money for Keith Dover's uh, Laser. tattoo. We don't quite know why he needs a fund for the tattoo, but we know something's going on that might need some uh, resources to resolve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for true. So, gents, uh, we're going to reconvene. Keith's on in the next podcast. He's already booked his spot, um, he, which is good because he hasn't been on for a while. Um, and I think Damien's going to come on. We're going to record immediately after the game at Anfield in the dead of night. Ooh. So, we'll be in that one, we'll be talking about the Carabao Cup and uh, famous victory. Uh, and filled him in front of no one. So we look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Right, nice then. to see you, mate. See you soon. See Bye. ya. Bye.